Hello out there. We're on the air. Oh, sorry, Rumble. Rumble is out today. Is it? Could I fix it still? No. Sorry, Rumble. Nothing will ever see this, but... Trouble streaming. I forgot to connect my destination to Rumble. Oh, well. Good morning, everybody. YouTube. Happy Tuesday. We got a good one today. We're talking about the most scarce asset on earth or assets. As we'll, as we'll see. A little bit scrambling here today. I was just outside taking a picture of the view. Got some horde frost overnight. It looks like winter wonderland. I'm going to show once uh, we get through a couple things here, I'll show my view. Um, but anyways, good morning. What a day it is. What a time to be alive. It's Tuesday. Welcome to the daily Bitcoin journey after a minute in. <laughs> Actionable and logical. Very important, logical discussion for Bitcoiners and for future Bitcoiners. We got some we got some folks in here this morning. Unfortunately, maybe Rumble will move over here today since I cut off their stream. Johnny's in the house. Sachi's in the house. Stacking sats, these guys. 28K on the bus this morning. It's a good use of time. Crypto Ethan says, we're just going through that first living in the future video. Love your ideas and what you're putting together. All about the network. Well, you're going to like today then, my friend. We got the show. Then we're hopping over to Patreon. I don't know how long the show is going to take, but we will move to Patreon. I got a pretty good list here, which I'll explain in a second. And we got rock and roll. Good morning, Bitcoiners. The longer you save in dollars, the more expensive life gets. The more you save in Bitcoin, the cheaper life gets. Very true. Very accurate statement there. Everything in dollars will continue to go up. Everything priced in dollars will continue to go up. And the reason for that is because there's no other option. There's no way for the old system to print itself out of this. They could try whatever they want. They're running out of options though. And so their only option is going to be print. They got a $34.5 trillion worth of debt they have to pay off. Where's that money coming from? It's not that hard to figure out. This stuff is not hard to figure out what's going to happen here. And so that is the old system. That's what we're moving away from. One day at a time, one person at a time. And in Bitcoin, it's the exact opposite. Everything is falling in Bitcoin. If you're holding Bitcoin, all of your everything will be cheaper. Everything will be less expensive for you. Just the way it goes, just the way it's designed. And we're going to be talking about that today. So let's get to the metrics. But before we do, we'll start with a little ad. I thought I had an ad here. Yeah, we do. Almost ended the stream there by accident. This morning's ad. We're going to talk about the Patreon. As Crypto Heathen was talking about, I'm going to bring up this comment actually. But we're talking about the living in the future privateer that we got going on. So there's a couple of videos up. I actually posted one of the videos for everybody to watch. So the first video, the first show we did last week, it kind of goes over everything 
involved in this tier in this private membership. And so if you want to go check that out, all you'd have to do is subscribe as a free subscriber. You'll be able to see that video. It's about 30 minutes long, I think. Um, but the first part, the first 10 minutes talks about exactly what's going to be going on in living in the future. So I highly suggest you check it out. Take some time. I think most people will be very interested in that. Once you hear what it's all about, once you hear the incentives for the first 44 people who sign up, I think there's also a free trial right now. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I set up a free trial for anybody who wants to try it out and just check out the videos. You can watch this week. We're going to have at least two shows this week. And you can always, all the videos are going to be recorded. So even if you can't watch it that day, you're going to have access to all the recorded videos on here. And I'm going to put them all into a collection called Living in the Future. So essentially, we're just taking our energy out of this old system putting it into this new system and we're kind of building on we're we're setting ourselves up for what's coming with business ideas with different platforms with different tools everything you need to spend more time in this new system that's what we're focused on so the first link i think it is or you can go to bitcoinjourney.ca it'll get you there go to the patreon you can watch that video if you're interested if it sounds like something that you're into sign up we'd be happy to have you there so that's the ad for today. Hope I didn't miss anything. Last week, we talked about some Nostra stuff, some security, a very important security measure that I don't like talking about. The reason this, the reason this private account is going to be important is because there's things I can't talk about on YouTube. And the reason for that is because I don't, <laughs> I don't want people to get any ideas. And I don't know if that'll happen or not, but who knows? But talking about different things, solutions to things, it's more of a private conversation. And I have one that I need to talk about this week as well that I don't want to talk about on here because it gives people ideas. It gives the bad actors, the bad people out there, some ideas. So the private channel is going to be focused on that kind of stuff. All right. Let's get, uh, I want to show you this view in, in full screen here. Oh, it kind of changed a little bit but man it looked like a winter wonderland here today we got some frost the frost will be gone by probably this afternoon but beautiful now while we have it it's gonna melt it's supposed to be like minus two today it's nuts thanks to the, the carbon tax appears to be working <laughs> fuck Okay, let's get to what are we talking about today? Here's a question for the chat and for everybody out there. What's everybody's Nostra client preference? I use Domus personally, but it's only because I can't use Primal. My phone does not allow me to use Primal because it's not up to speed. So I would try Domus. Domus works great. I think that Primal is a better option though. It has more functionality. It has. It's more similar to our world it has somewhat of an algorithm in it it shows trending posts whereas domus you basically have to follow anybody that you want to see so johnny uses domus domus works great that's what i've been using for the last year and it's uh works pretty well it's pretty bare bones but it gets the job done and there's i don't know the the, the nice thing about nostra and actually a big part of this 
living in the future, we're going to be focused on Noster. We're not going to be worried about Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're going to be building things, building our networks on Noster, using Noster. And so we're going to try different platforms. We're going to try different clients, they're called. Uh, but if you are experimenting with these, just as a, a note on the Noster, make sure that if you're trying different clients, just have like a dummy account, a dummy private key. Because that private key is, think of that like your Bitcoin private key. You don't want to be putting it everywhere into different clients and into different websites. Set up a dummy one. You can go in there, try it out, see what the features are like. And if you like it, then you can migrate your new private key into it or your existing one. The The really cool thing about Noster is that you, you just get one private key. And you can access, that gives you access to any different client, which is essentially just an app that's built on top of the Noster protocol. So try it out if you haven't. Like I said, we're going to be spending quite a bit of our time and energy focused on Noster and building our networks on Noster. Um, okay. Metrics. A little scrambling here today. But that's not much different than any other day, to be honest with you. So we are currently at block height 831268. 831,000 blocks have been mined in the last 15 years. We're coming up to a halving. April 20th is going to be the next halving where the new Bitcoin, the block rewards, get cut in half. So every time one of these blocks is mined, every time it crosses this crosses this line, a new block has been mined. And every time that happens, that's when the new Bitcoin are issued. That's how new Bitcoin are created, by blocks being mined. So we're less than two months away, no, two months to the date until those rewards get in, cut in half. So you can see the subsidy and the fees here, 6.5 Bitcoin. In April, that's going to get cut in half. Mempool.space, an amazing resource for anybody who's looking to expand their knowledge in, in terms of how this whole thing works, how Bitcoin works, how the blocks work, what's in a block. Easy answer to that. It's basically just a bunch of transactions. So that's that. If you're transacting on the Bitcoin layer one today, you're paying about 24 sats per VBite right now. It's been pretty low lately, though. And even this morning when I checked, when I first came on here, it was 14 sats per rebyte. So if you are somebody who needs to consolidate some UTXOs, it's not for everybody. Not everybody should be consolidating UTXOs as we talked about last week. And I did a post on the living in the future tier talking about UTXOs and what you should be focused on. Even if you don't understand it today, what you should be doing to kind of set yourself up for going forward. Uh, price today, $52,178. It might have gone up. All the markets are turning on, waking up for the for the week. So that could be up. I don't know. One year ago today, you could have purchased Bitcoin, one Bitcoin for $24,825 US dollars. Half of what it is today. 2020, four years ago, you could have purchased one Bitcoin for $9,645. The Moscow time today, which is the equivalent one US dollar in sats, 
one US dollar will get you, these aren't right, but they're probably pretty close. I forgot to update these, but these are pretty close. <laughs> 1,913 sats, approximately. Here in Canada, it is beautiful. We are having the best winter of our lives. The price of Bitcoin is about 70,000 bucks. <laughs> no, this one's, this one's accurate, $70,399. Moose Jaw time today, which is the equivalent, Canadian equivalent. One Canadian dollar will get you 1,420 sats. Okay, buy buy metrics. Is 88 sats on Noster? I think there is. I think there is, but I have my own account. Uh, maybe I'll put the, the public key just because we've talked so much about Noster. I'll put my public key in the description below, right underneath the living in the future tier. So if you want to follow me on there, I don't know, follow at your own risk. I got a lot of, a lot of posts on there. We'll say that. The Boise, Idaho local guidesman. Look at that. Great name. Bad comment. Ethereum gas fees are expensive. That's a swear word. That's a swear word in this channel, in this chat, Ethereum. I did notice yesterday. I, I always get these stupid notifications from CoinGecko on my phone. Ethereum is up 5% today. Ethereum, there's no use for it. There's not. I don't see any reason why anybody would hold Ethereum. Zero. And there's 10 reasons for that. That's probably a whole nother show. But if it were me, I would be trading every single, whatever they're called in Ethereum, ETHs for Satoshis today. Because even though Ethereum's going to go up probably with the ETF maybe coming, if you look at it compared to Bitcoin, that's all you need to do. Ethereum could go up in price, but look at a chart compared to, to Bitcoin. And it's not going to get better. So even if you're waiting to get back to even where you were with your Ethereum investment, because I think the, a lot of people invest in Ethereum because they think they can get more of it and they don't understand scarcity. So this is a perfect tie into today's show, I think. Ethereum is not scarce. There's no fixed supply. There's about 10 people who have the majority of the Ethereum, from my understanding of it. And that could be, I haven't, I haven't looked at Ethereum for a while now, but that's kind of where things were at. I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. You, if you look at Vitaly Buterin or whatever his name is, you want to put your life's energy into investing into something that he controls. Guys, I've, the guy's a freak show. Bitcoiners, on the other hand, what? Okay, I'm I'm getting too far off off track here. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So one thing I've been doing, whenever, not every show, but sometimes, if I ever see a quote that I think is relevant or worth talking about, I share it on here. So my, the quote for today, is from Gentry. Jevers or Gentry Gevers. I don't know. Saw, saw this on Twitter, I believe, or Noster. But the quote goes, 
Whenever I'm feeling sad, I just remember that there's trillions of dollars spent on propaganda that did not work on me. Whenever I'm feeling sad, I just remember that there's trillions of dollars being spent on propaganda that did not work on me. So there you go. It's Tuesday. Tuesdays are usually pretty meh, but there you go. And I think that even if some of the propaganda did work on you before, I'm sure there's people in this chat or watching this later, the propaganda worked on them. And in any way, propaganda has worked on me for sure before. I thought that Bitcoin was bad. I thought that it was used by criminals, by traffickers, child traffickers. But that was the propaganda. <clears throat> so, but the, the good news is that you're here now you're on YouTube. You're not watching CNN. You're not watching CBC. You're listening to some random guy on YouTube talking about Bitcoin. So you're not falling for the propaganda anymore. And it's very, once you see what's going on in the system, once you see it, you cannot unsee it. So if you're here, you've probably seen it. And there's no way that you're going back into that system. Well, 17 minutes in, let's get to... <laughs> the show. On, Crypto Ethan says, only reason I can think of having ETH is to pay gas fees for layer two old coins, altcoins. That's fair. That's fair. If But why do you hold those altcoins? That's the question. At this point, I, I get it. I understand that in the future, at some point in the future, there's going to be some use for these altcoins. We don't know which ones they are. We can maybe guess, we can predict, but we don't know which ones those are. And I think that Bitcoin is going to go way higher than all of those sooner. And if you wanted to, at that point, you could exchange some of your Bitcoin for cryptos that you need, for all coins that you need. But we're just not there yet. And that's something I'm going to talk about. I don't know. I've I've like 20 pages of stuff I want to talk about, but this is important because... I think that now is the time to be putting every dollar, every altcoin, everything you can into Bitcoin and then just kind of see what happens because we know that Bitcoin is always the first to move and we know that whatever else follows that, it's not, it might, I don't know. It's a whole nother conversation. We're going to avoid that today because not, none of them are scarce like Bitcoin is. Some of them are, but the majority are not scarce. And what is scarcity? That's what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm sure when you saw this title today, sorry, something just walked by in the road. I'm sure when you saw this title today, you thought of Bitcoin. You thought this was going to be all about Bitcoin. And you're not wrong. We're going to spend a little while here talking about Bitcoin and the scarcity involved with Bitcoin. Because I think that even though most people know that it's scarce. I, th I still think that they're missing. They're not fully comprehending exactly what that means because we've never had an asset like Bitcoin before. So I'm going to bring up this. I don't even know what you'd call it. Graphic. Where do I find it, though? That's the question. Let's go like this. There we go. 
So this is what Bitcoin looks like. This is the current mix of Bitcoin. Look at all this nice Bitcoin orange individuals. We got a little bit of Satoshi. We got a lot lost. We got, I think that this block here is, it says unmined, but I think the block would actually be much smaller than that. I think there's only 1.4 bit, million Bitcoin left to be mined. Then you got funds, then you got companies, governments who confiscated Bitcoin, and then DeFi there. So this mixture is going to change. I'm sure that this, these blocks, this kind of reminds me of a Bitcoin block actually, but these blocks will shift. Individuals might shrink and might grow. The lost will definitely grow, but that's not the point of this. The point is that this square here will never get bigger. These blocks will change in size. We might add a couple new blocks for countries. The funds will definitely grow. The ETFs, they're not slowing down. They're never going to sell their Bitcoin. So that fund will grow. But this square itself will never grow because there's only 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist. So with that in mind, I think it's important just to compare it to other things that we've had that we're familiar with in life. And if we think about supply, think about a product, think about this sweater. It's say it sells for 70 bucks and that's fine. People, some people buy it, but then all of a sudden we come out with a new sweater that everybody wants. It has a, it's has the coolest design. Everybody wants it. What happens? We make more of it. We make more hoodies to meet the demand. Think about a uh, stock. Think about a new company. They issue stock. The company's doing very well. They're blowing through all their targets. Their network's growing. Demand for their products are growing. What are they going to do? Issue more stock. They want to issue more stock. They sell it. They get the proceeds and they invest it back in the company. Think about a crop. Think about corn or wheat or some new miracle plant that's come out. The higher, the more people that want it, the higher the demand goes. What happens? You grow more of it. All of a sudden, farmers, instead of planting soybeans this year, they switch to this new miracle plant. And then the farmer beside them starts growing that as well. So the, plying, the, the supply increases to meet the demand of that asset. Same with gold. If the price of gold shot up, everybody wanted gold tomorrow. At 20 x in price, what's going to happen? Everybody's going to go to the mountains. There's going to be a whole new group of companies that set up, start investing into mining gold, and the supply of gold is going to go up to meet the demand. Real estate, exact same thing. What happens if a whole bunch of, if, if Canada all of a sudden, or Manitoba, all of a sudden we, we started getting this weather here every year where it's beautiful instead of minus 50 every day, people will start moving to Manitoba. What happens? What happens to meet that demand? You build houses. And that's what's happening here. Every, every place that has ever gone through a boom, to meet the demand, they just make more supply. They make more houses. 
So every other asset on earth that you can think of, every time the demand goes high enough, supply catches up because they just produce more of that asset. But with Bitcoin, you cannot do that. And that's very important part of Bitcoin. And I think that the reason why, I think I've told this story on here before, but it's it was a while ago. So about a month or a month or two ago, that's beautiful outside. Sorry, I keep looking up. Um, but a month or two ago, I was having a conversation with a guy, a farmer. And he he was watching one of my videos from last year. And I was talking about the scarcity of Bitcoin and how nothing else exists like this. The closest thing would be land, farmland. You cannot create more farmland. If, if there was enough demand for, you know, I mean, there is, there's more than enough demand for food, but you can't just create new farmland. And it's the exact same thing in Bitcoin. So he said, as, as a farmer who understands the fixed and scarcity, fixed assets and scarce assets, he said, that's what resonated with me with Bitcoin is the fact that you can't make more of it, regardless of the demand, regardless of how many people want that asset, you cannot create more of it <clears throat> because the supply schedule will not change. It's written in the code. And I mean, we're not going to get too far into why that is on here, but it's worth exploring. If you're somebody who wants to actually verify this yourself, you can look at how Bitcoin works, how the mining process works, and how that every 10 minutes, new Bitcoin are created. And there's nobody else. There's no country. There's no World Economic Forum who can change that. And the one thing that a lot of people say is, well, if enough people want to change it, then it could change. If in 20 years from now, we decide that we need more Bitcoin, there is a way to change that. And yes, there is, of course. But who makes that decision? It's the people who are running the nodes, the people who are in charge of securing the network. And would they want that to happen? Would they want 21 million more Bitcoin? What would be the benefit to them? If you're somebody who's that invested into Bitcoin, if you have a mining company, if you have any sort of company involved in Bitcoin, you're a stakeholder in this network. And so what would be the benefit to you to increasing the supply of Bitcoin? There isn't any. There's not one reason that I could think of that somebody would want to increase. Somebody who holds Bitcoin, who stores their wealth and their company in Bitcoin, why would they want to increase the supply? There's zero benefit to them. So even though it could happen, there's a very low chance that it would for that reason. So that's one aspect of it. And then the other part here is that the only thing that's going to happen is that when, when demand continues to run up in Bitcoin, every new person who downloads a wallet, every new person who gets an account on the exchanges, every person who joins Noster, these are all going to be Bitcoin users. And so the demand is going to go up. There's, there's really no questioning that, I don't think. So the, de the demand's going up, the supply will not change, and it's going down. But what's going to happen? All we're going to do is just move decimal places. That's it. In 10 years from now, I bet we're not even, we're not even valuing Bitcoin. We're not pricing Bitcoin. It's going to be in sats or something smaller. So as we continue moving the decimal places, the people who are in Bitcoin today are going to be the biggest benefactors of that. Because every time you move a decimal place, 
that means that whatever amount within this block that you have is now more valuable because people see that the microsats the what what else do we call them i forget but every time you move that decimal point that means that more people have come and your bitcoin is worth more so i think you know you really have to wrap your head around this because it's so different than what we're used to in this world like i went through every product every stock every commodity every part of real estate the more that demand increases the supply can catch up it won't happen overnight you can't print houses either but you can build houses so there will be a lag there but eventually the supply will meet demand so <clears throat> that's the scarcity aspect of bitcoin should go back to this the boise Idaho, the boise idaho local guidesman says very true i only hold a little eth for gas to transfer usdc to bitcoin okay we'll let you off the hook nation states will continue mining bitcoin that's another aspect i think that is underappreciated in bitcoin <clears throat> you would not believe who is who owns bitcoin and who's mining bitcoin in the world and for the most part most people who own bitcoin and mine bitcoin they see no reason to be talking about it in public but i've had conversations with people that i had no idea in my wildest dreams that they would be mining bitcoin so even though you don't see them talking about it online or at their job or whatever that is on linkedin that doesn't mean that they don't own bitcoin so i think that a lot of people would be very surprised to see who owns bitcoin Rock and roll says, hardworking farmers are getting scarce. The average age of a farmer in the West is 67 years old. I think farms will continue to consolidate They like they've been in the last 10, 20 years. The bigger farms will just continue buying up land. But it's the same thing with land. If you look at, I talked to a realtor the other day, and this is just, this kind of just shows how valuable scarce assets are. So I talked to a real estate agent the other day and they said that they went to value some farmland around this area and they put a price on it. The valuation was say 4000 or $400 per acre. It was, it was much more than that, I think. But let's just use that as an example. $400 per acre, that's what they valued it at. It sold for over double that. And that's because land is scarce our dollar is collapsing and there's people who are doing everything that they can right now to try to allocate some of their investments into real hard scarce assets that's where we are right now and i think that if every farmer understood bitcoin they would have there'd be a line on their balance sheet physical land x amount and then digital land Bitcoin, X amount. And that will happen, I think. I think that over time, as more and more people start to figure out what's going on here in Bitcoin, why so many people are talking about it, why so many people are investing their time into Bitcoin and energy and capital, they'll understand the scarcity and they'll start buying Bitcoin just to add to their balance sheet. 
They got the physical land. They got the digital land, which is Bitcoin. Both scarce ass assets. So if you are a farmer out there, something to strongly consider. Get some digital land on your balance sheet. You don't have to sell any of your equipment. You don't have to sell any land. But trade in some of those GICs sitting at the bank that's losing interest or losing purchasing power every year. Because if you're getting 5% on a GIC every year and inflation is reportedly 10%, it's probably much more than that. But you're losing there. That's a losing battle. So farmers get scarcity and farmers will get Bitcoin eventually. So that is the first first part of this. And I'm going to cut the show off here in about five minutes, I think, because we're going to take this next part of the conversation to the Living in the Future show. But the next one here, the most scarce asset on earth is not Bitcoin. The most scarce asset on earth is time. Our time. We, we go through each day doing whatever we have to do, worrying about dumb shit. And we never really stop and think about the fact that we're only here for so long. Our time here on earth is fixed. It's very limited. We have no idea when that time's going to be up, but we know that nobody has ever lived forever. And we're not going to be an exception to that rule. So I think that it's important to really understand the fact that our time is scarce. And not only that, but how, what are you doing with your time? I'm going to show a video here in a sec, and then we're going to kind of talk about it. Then we're going to jump over to the Patreon. But I'm going to show this video, and it's something to consider because every day you spend putting your time into something that you don't love doing is a waste. And I, I get that. I, people have bills to pay. I think that for the next little while, most people in this chat especially will be still having to do their everyday job to pay the bills. But what do you do outside of work? What are you doing at night? Are you just sitting on the couch watching Netflix? And ask yourself the question, what would I? What do I want to be doing right now? Tonight after work, most people go home, they put on Netflix, and they're, they just shut their brain down for the day. They want to numb their brain. But if you ask yourself that question, what would I, what do I want to be doing right now? And that could be a variety of different things that people come up with. But then you have to ask yourself, why are you not doing that thing? And the answer for most, I would say, is that they can't afford to. So that's fine. I get it. Not everybody's in a position where they can do exactly what they want every day. But then ask yourself, is watching Netflix or scrolling Instagram or TikTok or whatever you're doing to kind of pass time, kill time, is that getting you any further towards what you want to be doing? Because if not, it's just wasted time, wasted energy and wasted life in a lot of senses. So let's watch this video and then we'll kind of discuss and then, yeah, I'll talk about it after. So this was a video that I saw on Nostra yesterday, actually. And so hopefully this works. It's from primal.net. That's kind of where this is coming from. So hopefully this works.
What makes you itch? What sort of a situation would you like? Let's suppose I do this often in vocational guidance of students. They come to me and say, well, uh, we're getting out of college and we haven't the faintest idea what we want to do. So I always ask the question, what would you like to do if money were no object? What, how would you really enjoy spending your life? Well, it's so amazing as a result of our kind of educational system, crowds of students say, well, we'd like to be painters, we'd like to be poets, we'd like to be writers, but as everybody knows, you can't earn any money that way. Or another person says, well, I'd like to live an out-of-doors life and ride horses. I say, do you want to teach in a riding school? Uh, let's go through with it. What do you want to do? When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that and uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. And after all, if you do really like what you're doing, it doesn't matter what it is, you can eventually turn it, uh, you could eventually become a master of it. It's the only way to become a master of something, to be really with it. And then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So don't, don't worry too much, that, that's, uh, everybody's, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others in. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like in order to go on spending things you don't like and doing things you don't like and to teach your children to follow in the same track. See, what we're doing is we're bringing up children, educating them, to live the same sort of lives we're living in order that they may justify themselves and find satisfaction in life by bringing up their children, to bring up their children to do the same thing, so it's all wretch and no vomit. It never gets there. And so, therefore, it's so important to consider this question. What do I desire? Pretty good video. I I saw that on Nostra yesterday and I thought that it would be kind of timely today to talk about what the scarcity stuff because time is our most scarce asset. And I think that kind of the idea there and what I took from it is that we shouldn't be spending our whole lives doing something that we don't love doing. And if you do love something, you have to figure out what that thing is and just go in on that, all in on that. You don't have to do it today. You don't have to go quit your job. And you don't have to start doing this full time, but spend the time that you do have, like at night when you're watching Netflix or scrolling TikTok, instead of just wasting time there, put it towards what you want to be doing. And if you slowly do that over time, you slowly start putting energy into that instead of where you are today. That's how change happens. Nothing just happens at the snap of the, your fingers. I'm not, I'm not telling you or asking you to go out and quit your job today and start focusing on things you want to do. 
but you have to be conscious of the fact that our time here is very scarce and money is just a tool to buy things you know that sometimes we need so obviously we need a lot in life but we spend a lot of our money on dumb shit and i think that a lot of people can relate to that and so maybe consider taking some of that time and and putting it into this new system where you know you have the opportunity to do something that you love and mentioned within that is you can always find people who share interests you're always going to find somebody somebody out there who has the same interest as you and with this beautiful thing called the internet and the currency of the internet which is bitcoin you open yourself up to a whole world that did not exist before think about 20 30 years ago before the internet you had to be at your job you had to be in that building you only had your little network there that you had to worry about you had your little base of customers within that area and that's who you focused on but the world since then has changed significantly and so now you have the entire world as your audience or as your customer as your client so whatever it is that you love doing if you focus on that if you spend a significant amount of your time and energy growing that then you can eventually move it into this new system so that's the scarcity time is very scarce um in terms of some ideas for that i got a whole list here i think there's about 10 things i'm going to be discussing just different ideas that, that you can be doing nothing specific but 10 ideas that you can start doing at night instead of watching Netflix and start figuring out what you like, start building your network. And then when that day comes, when you are ready, you have this nice foundation built and you can make that jump because I think that, <clears throat> and maybe just to kind of round things out today, I think that things are going to look a lot different in 10 years from now. I don't think that there's going to be as many jobs per se. I don't think people will be going to a place of employment. I think that people are going to start running their own business and contracting work out to these larger companies. And we're already starting to see that. If you look at the last five years, how much things have changed in terms of people leaving the workforce and starting their own thing. And if you compare the two, obviously one is much riskier. There's much less certainty there. It's, it's very difficult not getting the same paycheck every week. But that's a trade-off that you have to that you have to make. So if you're interested in that, if this sounds like something that, you know, whatever it is you do, whatever your skill set is, whatever you love doing, I'm going to be talking about 10 things today that you can start doing at night to kind of start setting yourself up for what's coming. So I'm going to check on a few comments here and then we're going to Closer down. Thoughts on non-KYC purchases in the States. Uh, Robosats, BISC, Noster. That's another thing too with Noster. I think Noster is going to do a lot more than even I comprehend right now. But if you go on there, you spend some time, not only are you going to get a lot of great information, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to meet new people. But you're going to find things like this, like BTC Backpacker here. Connect with him on Noster. You build, you build a relationship. 
you can start trading things, services, Bitcoin, non-KYC Bitcoin. You build, you start building these networks and you don't have to worry about if there's a company who's offering this or not. You have somebody who's offering this. You have somebody in Canada who's, who's selling or trading non-KYC Bitcoin. So that's what you kind of have to do. We, we have to stop putting so much reliance in these centralized companies to do this for us. We have to be the ones who take charge here and start building our own network, focusing on whatever we need and finding people to connect with for that. Crypto Ethan says, been working on this personally. Last night while my wife was watching Netflix, I laid next to her and read some software. There you go. That's a perfect example of that. And like I said, it, this doesn't have to be anything extreme. In fact, I would strongly advise against going the extreme route. But even with that, every single day, instead of watching Netflix, instead of feeding the old system, tuning into their propaganda, tune, paying them to continue going forward with their business, start watching YouTube, start reading software, start building relationships on Noster, build a website, learn how to build a website. There's tons of things that you can do if you actually want to set yourself up in a way that you're doing what you like doing in life. Small steps every single day. So <clears throat> also been working on writing more with the blog, cut out the weed and most drinking feels amazing to be focused. Amen to that. There's nothing better than even yesterday. Yesterday was a holiday here in Canada. Family day, Louis Riel day. I was up before six getting ready for the show because it excites me. I love doing this stuff. There's no way that I would have gotten out of bed at six in the morning or before six in the morning to do what I used to do. There's no way. I probably would have got up two minutes before I had to, before work and been, you know, found everything I could do to avoid doing that for the day. And that's just, that's not a way to spend life. So if anybody out there can resonate with that, I think that a lot of people can, but that's what we're going to be talking about today. So if you're interested, click the, the link there on the Patreon. If you can't watch it right now, you can always join later and watch the recorded versions. Uh, we're building something pretty cool on there and we're, we're focused on what's coming. We're setting ourselves up for the future. So we're going to hop over there. I got to make sure everything's working, but I appreciate everybody being here. It's nice to see some new faces in the chat this morning. The Boise, Idaho, local guidesman, BTC backpacker. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it very much. Thanks to everybody who has been liking the vids, sharing the vids, and subscribing. It's important. We got to get this message out there, and we got to drown out the noise. I'm seeing a lot of crypto trading, a lot of shitcoin stuff on YouTube right now. So we got to drown it out with the real stuff. So have yourselves a great day. Everybody else, I'm jumping over to the Patreon. Very easy to get to there. Click the link in the description. And I think you can even do a free trial. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we'll see you over there. Have a great day, everybody. No second best morning show. Appreciate you, buddy. Adios. I mean, bye-bye. <laughs>